Welcome to season two of the Paradigm Shift podcast. In this season, we are talking to frontrunners, young people who are actively shaping their lives and careers. In this episode, we are talking to Mohammed Amin Masadi from Tunisia, who's currently living in Budapest. Um, Amin is a freelance photographer and vi- the founder and CEO of Minwin, an audiovisual production company, and the co-founder of Network of Tunisian Students in Hungary. Welcome, Amin, and thank you for agreeing to talk to us today. Hi, hi, Sami. Uh, thank you so much for having me today uh, in this podcast. Um, I'm, first of all, my name is, as you mentioned, my name is Mohamed from Tunisia, and I'm currently based in Budapest. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, all the information that you said are perfectly matching <laughs> uh, my uh, my profession. So I'm uh, I'm photographer and videographer freelancer since 2018, and um, uh, so yeah, that's basically my my profession right now. Uh, Tell us about yourself, where you're from, how you landed in Budapest. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the whole story started when um, I I was a student at the Higher Institute of Technological Studies in Rades. It's in a city in, in my country, in Tunisia, and um, it, I was in second uh, grade, and uh, they they mentioned the Erasmus Plus um, scholarship. Um, it's actually an ex- exchange program and scholarship. Uh, yeah, so I heard applied. About it. Yeah, and uh, that was the, let's say, the beginning of my actual journey, because uh, that gave me, first I applied and I wasn't really sure that I would be accepted and so on, but uh, yeah, yeah, um, I got the the scholarship and uh, I had to do an exchange program at the University of Dunajvaras, it's a city in the south of Budapest, I think it's sort of 70 kilometer away from Budapest. Okay. Uh, so I came here to study uh, one semester first. So, um, and it was the my semester, the one before my uh, last semester in my bachelor degree. Mm-hmm. So um, I finished this semester and at the same time, as soon as I got the scholarship, the first thing I did was um, buying uh, a camera because I didn't have the chance to do it back um, at my um, country, in my country. Mm-hmm. So, and that was the beginning of me um, getting into the, the field. Um, by the way, I studied mechanical engineering and it has nothing to do with what I'm doing right yeah. now, but uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, like it's... Uh, I mean, I think a lot of people face this uh, or had this story that they study something and then they and then work. do something completely different. Exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, but uh, that's that's the destiny. So uh, I had to uh, finish my bachelor degree and actually I got the chance to do an, ex- um, an extension for the second semester and to do my thesis uh, internship uh, here in Hungary as well. It was uh, at uh, a lab um, with collaboration with uh, the company Bosch in uh, Dunajvaras as well. Okay. And uh, yeah, so after that I got my degree and uh, 
I started um, I was actually working as, as a, a support analyst at a let's say customer service um, company as a French speaker and that was oh. the reason why I I could uh, uh, I had the ability to, to extend my, my residence here and to give me some time because um, in order to reach the, the level where I am right now it required a lot of um, you know time work and money which I yeah. cannot really afford um, easily so I had to work other jobs uh, in order to afford the equipments uh, you know cameras and yeah. all of these um, necessary uh, necessary equipments and uh, on the meantime I was um, doing some uh, photo shoots and some I was uh, shooting in an event uh, at some and how the- did Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, just but yeah. how did you get into? How did you find the places or like events to shoot at? Was it were you freelancing mm-hmm. or was it paid or were you? Yeah, in the at the beginning when when I started, uh, there is something that is very important as I think it's it's important for every freelancer is to work the first first jobs for free in order to make portfolio. So what I was oh, doing, yeah. actually, um, especially with events, uh, I was, uh, I, I went to, to, the, to the events or I tried to contact like, the uh, organizers and ask them to, to do one, for example, one event for free. And after that, I show them, for example, the, my, the output, the photos or the videos. Mm-hmm. And if they like it, uh, we can make a deal and work together, and that's actually how I got my first, uh, my first um, season. Um, I worked with with the uh, Six Twenty Chile Nights. It was at the Impact Hub uh, Budapest. They started there, okay. and uh, they didn't have a photographer back then. But when I proposed my my work, I didn't have actually a portfolio for events. I usually because I used to shoot mostly um, portraits which was easier for me to 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 uh, to make a portfolio yeah and uh, and they were so nice and uh, uh, yeah I did the first shooting and they liked my the product the outcome and uh, we worked together for almost one year and a half one season and a half until yeah. the covid uh, started and then everyone just <laughs> Yeah, sort of went in. Break. Exactly. And uh, starting from that, you know, like when you have like different events every month, every month. So you and with that, with those photos, you start create your portfolio, your contact and networking, which is something very important. Maybe we'll talk about uh, later in details. Yes, absolutely. So then what what took you off the track record of well, not track record, but what took you off the track of uh, mechanical engineering? Um, the thing is that it's not that I don't like mechanical engineering, but it was my choice since the beginning, uh, after high school. And my main reason why I chose mechanical engineering actually because um, uh, there is the the ability to to make three D design and uh, make uh, conceptual concept uh, 
I don't know. Concept <laughs> so like to, to Yeah, like make the concepts and create. So it's like conceptual, I don't know if it's a word. Yes, that's um, Phase. Yeah, like the first, like the design phase of, of um, creating something, uh, which, uh-huh. uh, which was my favorite part. And I had already like a lot of... Um, um, certifications in softwares to, to design uh, you know systems and uh, 3D models for, for some machines and parts and so on and uh, it, it, I think it may, it may it made sense that I, I went more into the artistic field to an artistic field because that's what I liked, I like to create and design something new and when I when I was uh, studying mechanical engineering, uh, uh, the majority of my studies were uh, focused on was focused on uh, uh, you know uh, manufacturing and uh, yeah. calculations and things like that. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean I'm I'm not good at that. I, I was, but it wasn't but it my wasn't... yeah the main what I like. It's not exactly what what I I want to do. And uh, and the and the second fact. Well, since I came to Hungary, it was pretty hard for me to find a job as a mechanical engineering here, because oh, I need it. Yeah, it requires the uh, Hungarian language, which I still do not speak. <laughs> and how long? I've I've been here for since September 2018, so like three years and two months or something. But uh, I've a language to learn. Excuse me. It is a hard language to learn. Yeah, I mean, it's not that hard, honestly. But it, it, it isn't needs, it? Uh, it? Yeah, no, it, it just requires some dedication, and that's it. But okay. uh, because, because, for example, for mechanical engineering, if you if you talk to any engineer, they will tell you the famous sentence that, oh, it's better to learn German because Germany and engineering are. Yes, for sure. <laughs> that's that's the <laughs> career. Like if you are if you are if you want to reach the highest level in your career, you you need to learn German sure. and get into that market because, I mean, most of the most of the companies are German, German uh, in Germany and based there. And even here, they are either German or Hungarian. So you you're okay. not running away from that. Uh, however, uh, yeah. In my second year, like during the COVID, I was a bit lucky because uh, I actually joined the company and I worked as a French speaker because I speak French. Uh, and it was related also to automotive um, industry and warranty services. Uh, it is not exactly mechanical engineering, but let's say 30% of it requires that. Okay. You know, It's mostly administrative, but also if you, you need to know you have a knowledge about uh, parts and uh, repairing processes, uh, procedures, and stuff like that for for automotives. Uh, oh, so yeah. Okay. Um, so during these these working with these companies and uh, during my studies, I was constantly working on my portfolio, work, trying to find clients, and trying to improve uh, my equipments and the quality. And learn more technique and improve my skills, uh, which, um, which let's say, created 
um, a career. So like when I say I started in 2018, I, li- I literally started in 2018 because since the first day I bought the camera, I got into like totally into um, learning and practicing and improving. Yeah. So, and that's actually what, well, I think that's the most thing that helped me to reach um, to what I, what I am right now. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. I mean, it's, it's sort of, it all, all of it makes sense because yes, the design elements meets the photography, videographer, but I suppose also the engineering mind also structures how you then structure your business and structure how you mm-hmm. go about yeah it, it actually helped i mean i'm so grateful that i that all of this happened i'm not at any moment of my life you know regretting anything because mm-hmm. all of that contributed to yeah uh to build to build this career to build this For sure. um, you know this persona you know yeah no definitely I agree I think there's you learn a bit of everything for so in each in each thing that you experience you learn things in order to equip you for the next part of your life so I think exactly everything feeds into everything in some shape or form so what would you say are the most defining character character traits that have guided you along this journey. So, engineering, starting to study engineering, leaving engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't left it completely, but leaving mechanical engineering specifically, and going yeah. into photography, and videography, and then starting your company in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. You uh-huh. know. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, I would say, hard work just working day and night in order to achieve what you want <laughs> and uh, okay. I mean literally and um, just give it just invest if, if you have time to invest into what you love just do it because it will pay off definitely and uh, I'm kind of maybe I have some uh, entrepreneurship mindset because that's how For I always sure. Because since since I since I was in high school, I was always like trying different things. I mean, even small projects. Like I remember, I was making some handmade necklaces and selling them in high school and university, and I was making decent money out of that. It was like literally like small, dif- simple things, but you know, the idea was new, so people were oh, uh, I wanna I wanna one as well and people start to to buy and uh, and after that things got um, bigger and I tried like different projects especially at, at during university um, a lot of entrepreneurship competition competitions and um, workshops that really you know opened my eyes and my mind to to try and try to understand um, and have different perspective of things how how things are working how companies are working how even when i was like stu- uh, working at the customer service i i was 100 aware of the hierarchy and how the companies are actually you know working together and what is required 
like how is it let's say important for even for like uh, you know the first line contact customer service analyst how is it how this job is important to to build the company otherwise you know things won't work properly and uh, some of some of that just created the you know criticizing um, mindset let's say something yeah. that i i always do i don't really wait for people or others to to criticize me i do that first and in everything i do i try to uh you know i try to to see what happened what went wrong and uh, how to improve that and literally and that's that's a really great thing i guess everyone should should be should criticize themselves and um try to see by themselves if they are in the right way or not if there's something that needs to be changed if there's something needs to be improved yeah and this is this is like so um, it's so problem exactly yeah and also also having like a problem solving mindset as well because mm-hmm. um if you if you are always sitting in your comfort zone and if any issue will come up suddenly and you you don't know how to do it and you don't you don't have any you know motivation to do it then you yeah, won't and, and you will stay there you know if you don't sure. take... and you'll, you'll circle that, that problem over and over again exactly exactly and if you don't take the risk and do it or try to do it or whatever just give it a try because even if you fail you already learned things and you have experience which is really important for for your journey and for the next move because you won't do that mistake again because you are aware of it now even if it's a mistake so yeah, yeah that's that's important so i would say if i had to summarize what you've just said so basically you're very mm-hmm. self aware and you have a very self aware persona and you're mm-hmm. generally just analytical and method methodological methodical in how you do things which actually makes sense yeah. to how you landed up in engineering because that is the very definition of engineering in some shape or form um, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah i agree with the self-awareness because it's a it's a good guiding force in terms of understanding where you need to go and how you need to get there if you're mm-hmm. constantly well not just criticizing yourself but critiquing yourself in a way that um, that betters yeah. you that betters you um and just being very observant in how you move and who you're moving with and where you place yourself in specific um environments and so forth so i think yeah you that's a very yeah. key thing to yeah to understand where are you in the map you know just to yeah because if you are lost and you don't know what you're doing and you don't know where are you in this you know um let's say in this hierarchy or in this um game let's say you you want to really know how what to do and what is the next step if you don't know where are you right now that's that's i think very fundamental yes and also key to that is if you don't know where you are and also where you want to go i think that's also key having an yeah. understanding of where you would like to go which better helps you navigate then okay this is how yeah yeah 
yeah exactly. so yeah in a sense yeah This is the end of part one. Part two is coming up really soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you're looking forward to part two.